That's our cry tonight. Lord, have your way in me. Have your way in me, Lord. You know, can you just say that in spite of whatever the day may have been like, Lord, have your way in me. Lord God, just have your way. Just have your way, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., Thursday men focus at 6 p.m., and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you can find us on KKLA dot com or 99.5 fm soon you you won't just hear us but you'll see us I'm calling those things that are not as though they were we believe the bible is the word of god therefore we are faithful we are bold we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of god the Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Today is June 21st, 2022. And again, thank you for joining us online. Uh, and if you want to extend this invitation to you that if you're looking for a church home, if you're looking for growth uh, ministry, uh, I want to invite you to join in with us uh, right here at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona until the Lord says different, which he has already spoken. You know, God even called those things that are not as though they were. So we're looking forward to a move and expansion. We're looking for a mighty work of the Lord. And it doesn't take a lot. It just takes the one that God wants to use. If you desire fellowship, we want you to email us at fellowship at connectingtruth.org. That's fellowship at connectingtruth.org. On October... October 7th, 8th, and 10th is our leadership conference, and there'll be some great teaching going on there, as well as ordination service uh, climaxing on that Sunday afternoon, which is the 10th. And so if you're available, you know, uh, we'd be great. It'd be great to see you there in fellowship with us. Let us know who you are, and there'll be more information as well as the address coming uh, out. Uh, but I can tell you now, it will be in the city of Monrovia uh, unless we uh, fill the house. If we know that we're going to fill the house, then we'll move it to a different location uh, to have it at. But uh, right now, uh, mark that on your calendar. That's October 7th, 8th, and the ordination service on the 10th. And we're in the book of Genesis. We're touching what is referred to as the law of particularization uh, that is moving from the general to the particular of things. Uh, the three areas associated are is the universe, 
the earth and man. And so tonight we're, we're touching the creation and the principal person tied to it all. And that, it, and that is the cosmological and the teleological uh, meaning the cause of things and the designing mind. Now, uh, you're tied to all of this. I know our focus is, uh, is of the Lord who did all the creating, but you're in this. You're part of the blueprint. That's why you're tuned in right now and you're listening, uh, you know, and, and there are those that are not tuned in at this moment. And there are those that, you know, everybody is part of this divine uh, will of God, saint and sinner. Mm -hmm. Everyone is. Everyone is part of it. And everyone reap the benefits. The Bible tells us that he causes it to rain upon the, the just and the unjust. And so I want to direct your attention to Genesis, the first chapter, verse 26 through 31. And uh, while you're turning there on your device or maybe you're listening from while you're driving or, or at work, but Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you for your mercy, for watching over and keeping us, Lord God, throughout this day. Lord God, we thank you for a good day. We thank you for the pain that we may have felt in this day, Lord God, because that brought about awareness that something was wrong and that need to be addressed. Lord God, we thank you for the good feelings we had today. We thank you, Lord God, for... Uh, the many things, mixed emotions and things that we felt throughout this day, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. And we pray and ask that you remember those that are dealing with situations and they don't know what to deal with. They don't know what to think in the moment as, uh, Lord God, as we have experienced. Lord God, they, they don't know if they're coming or going because things are happening in, in such, in that manner. But Lord, you're not the author of confusion. You have a word that you can send. You have a servant that is nearby uh, that can address or even just be a listening ear in the moment. Touch those that are dealing with the grief of loved ones, the loss, Lord God, and Lord Jesus, and those that need healing, we pray and ask that you would touch and heal them in the name of Jesus. Lord, that send your word, have your way. Lord Jesus, bless them according to thy will. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there, as I was driving in, um, left the office, came up to Pomona and stopped at the bookstore and spent some time there and going over some things and having some coffee and then as I was driving in, this particular uh, little praise dropped in my heart, you know, and, and so this this song, and we're going to go into the word of God. It says, I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. I love him. I love him. 
I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. I love him, I love him, I really love you, Lord. You know, that, that song just fell in my heart, and those, that particular melody, some may know it, some may not, but it was enough for me, you know, to give God praise, and it doesn't mean that that everything is is. 100, it doesn't mean everything is going the way that I desire to go. But I know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know that I love him. I don't understand everything like you, you know, and there's prayers that you may have that you're still waiting to manifest. But even through all of that, I really love you, Lord. I love you. You know, and can't nobody express that for him to him except you can't nobody you could buy a, a card you know you can have somebody write a poem for you but it's nothing like the words you express whether you're talking it out whether you're singing it out whether you're making a joyful noise you know i i make a i make joyful noises unto the lord because i'm not a singer you know obviously but I make a joyful noise unto him so that he know how I feel about him. The book of Genesis 1, 26 through 31. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the, the earth and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. Ladies, you've been blessed. Gentlemen, know that they've been blessed and you've been blessed. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you, you, I've given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life i have given every green herb for meat and it was so. And God saw that he uh, had made, he saw everything that he had made 
He saw everything. He saw everything he had made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. I want to read Ezekiel 18 and 4, uh, just this, uh, these few words here. It's four words. All souls are mine. As a thought, the best of me. That's, that's the thought. The best of me. The best of me. When you look in the mirror, you may have fixed your hair a certain way. You know, you may have put on your makeup, you know, and, you know, and got all dolled up, you know, and a gentleman uh, plucked the, the, the nose hairs and trimmed the eyebrows and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, and made sure that they was looking dashing and debonair. But there is something else, the best of me. What is the best of me? Now, character is the mental and moral compass of an individual. It is the distinct qualities that you possess. All of us possess uh, some type of quality. Now, I believe this is why the writer of First Thessalonians 4, 1 through 4 says, furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, as you have received of us, how ye ought to walk and to please God. Now, some of us was not raised. <laughs> some of us was not raised in a house where we were taught how to please the Lord. We were taught a number of things, but pleasing God was not one of them. But here the writer is reiterating to those that are listening that since then, since you've come into the knowledge of the truth, you ought to know how to walk and please God because we've given you instructions on how to do that. And ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus Christ. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. I, my thought is right there within even your sanctification, but he goes on to say that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Sanctification is a, another word or uh, implies a consecration. I'm consecrated. Yes, Pastor Carl, I'm consecrated. And, and so there are some things that I will not do. I will not indulge. There are some things I will not watch. There are some things I will not listen to. If I have any control over it, I know how to put a stop to it. And so if there is someone around me that's shooting off at the mouth that I can control that that tongue, I will do that. If they're playing something that is more uh, than what I want to be exposed to and I can control it, then I will do that. Now, when you live a lifestyle and you say something, people will respect what you have to say. 
and you don't have to use a lot of words because they have such a respect for you that uh, most of the time they just kind of they may have just got was slipping in that moment and didn't think about your presence and and sometime before you even say anything they may already alter what they're going what they're doing i was at the park and um with some some relatives and you know and, and on one side of the uh the in the area everybody they playing dominoes and everybody was was feeling good and doing what they was doing and then you had another group that was over there getting lit and there was a drift that was going on and so um one of my cousins knew um what they were getting ready to do and came and escorted me to another area and, and so uh, not that I would not have moved, but they were taking a precaution that there was no contact high to be given to the man of God. People will respect who you are when you live that a lifestyle. And a lifestyle don't mean you telling everyone who you, what you're doing. Just live it. Live it. So you live a consecrated life, a life that is blessing of the Lord because the blessings of God upon the consecrated life means that there is a blessing also upon others. Mm -hmm. There is a blessing upon Peter walked by people and they were healed. Paul took handkerchiefs from his body, uh, pieces of cloth, and they passed them out and people were healed. We were in a Pentecostal service, uh, and, and 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 the there was a the overseer uh, gave someone a tissue, and as soon as that person touched it, this young man, um, who and, and I'm telling you, he's a hard nut to crack. You know, there are some peanuts that you can just smash with your finger, and the shell will break, and there are others that you have to take a hammer to to break that and get that that meat out of that shell. And he's a hard nut to crack, but he touched that tissue and lit up under the power of the Holy Ghost. And he'll tell you he didn't believe it. He didn't believe it. And so a, a consecrated life has a particular following. It has a particular anointing that goes with it. And everyone does not carry that unless they are consecrated unto the Lord. Now. I know that can go into another area and I don't want to stay there, but I'll, I'll just say this. There are those that will preach the gospel. There are those that have will cast out devils in the name of Jesus, that they will prophesy in his name and they're still hell bound. Because after they've done all of that, which was done through the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, they did not live a consecrated life. Sanctification implies something or someone has been set aside for a particular worship purpose. Uh, the deacons are ordained. They are set aside for a particular purpose. The elders are ordained. They are set aside for a particular purpose. Now, it is the responsibility of the individual to make sure that they remain um, under the auspicism of the, the, the Holy Ghost, under the auspicism and direction of the word of God so that they remain consecrated unto the Lord. You can hold the office as the sons of Eli held the office 
but they also did, they did not live a consecrated life and they lost their life because of the abuse, because they were molesting that which was consecrated, that which was sacred unto the Lord. A consecrated life. Husbands, husbands consecrate themselves and save their strength for their wives. Likewise, their wives save their adoration. Consecrated for their husbands. We ought to set ourselves aside unto the Lord. Even in ministry, uh, Zacharias was, was married. He was married to Elizabeth. They, they were happy. And he went to the temple to serve. And when he was not in the temple, he was with her. That's why John was born. Listen, Anna kept her man satisfied. And when he passed, she became a widow and she remained set aside unto the Lord. She was satisfied and she served the Lord in the temple. Now you can go back and read that uh, on your time. But Second Timothy 2, 20 through 22 says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man purge himself from these, from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use. You want to be sanctified, and you want to be meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So he gives these instructions. He said, flee useful lust. Now, when I used to read this, I used to think about, you know, being uh, younger than what I am. And thinking about the teenage years, the young, the early, the twenties, and you know the thirties, which I, I've, I've matured past that, and and so I'm holding, I'm holding at thirty-five. Now, listen. So flee youthful lust. Now, there are mature men. You're physically mature, but what about spiritually? Uh, because within your character, are you still lusting? You know, I was. Uh, uh, listening to the radio and I was at the gym and they were talking about, no, it was an old OG song, you know, she's a break house. And one of the parts, the lyrics in there said that she make a, a young man, uh, an old man wish for younger days. And, and so it do that, that youthful lust still reside in you that you're eyeballing everything that walked by. That's not sanctification. You're not set aside. Well, I got eyes, you know. Yes, you do. But that don't mean you have to look at every male. You don't have to size him up when he walked by, and neither should you look at every female and size her up as she walked by. So he said, flee youthful lusts. So this is not just talking to the younger person, but those that think they so young in heart that oh, I still got it going on, you know, and I can't know. Flee youthful lust and follow righteousness. Follow faith, follow charity, follow peace. And he says with them. So that, they, that means that there is a fellowship going on with those that are righteous, those that are faithful. Those that charity, love, those that are loving, those that are walking in peace, those that are not walking around hellish. 
They, they, uh, they spend all their day in hell's kitchen preparing hellish meals instead of peace. He said that we should have fellowship with those that walk in righteousness, faith, charity, and peace. Those that call on the Lord out of a pure heart, which means you have to pay attention to the character of the individuals that you are around. Now, character is something that we all look for in an individual. Mm -hmm. Whether saved or not, we look for we look for similarities. We look for characters. <laughs> we look for those characteristics that we want to hang out with. Uh, those of the same interests, personality, and other distinctive attributes <laughs> that tend, that we tend to associate with. Now, when we was running the streets and doing things, you know, you know who you hung out with. You know what you was looking for. Then there came the time that God's goodness led us to repentance. And as we surrender unto the Lord, we start shedding things off. We, our desire began to change and we start looking for a different characteristics. We didn't no longer wanted to hang out with that individual, uh, the, that person that we might've considered as our, our road dog. I don't know what, what ladies, you know, what y'all refer to them as, but that person, you know, that you hung with because y'all got into mischief together. Y'all did things. Either you were leading them into mischief or they were leading you into it, but you you were in agreement. The Bible said, how can two walk together except they agree? Now, there's another saying that said, birds of a feather flock together. You know, and I searched my Bible. I was like, this, why does that sound like that should be a scripture? The meaning is the similar characteristics that we want to hang with. So there is always that. And so now, since we have crossed over Jordan, since we have crossed over into this life, the Lord told Peter and John said, tell the people about this life. Tell them about this life. And that's what we're doing. We're talking about this life. We're talking about this life, the life that we live, the life that we are dedicated to the life that sometime we feel up, sometime we feel down, sometime we're level to the ground, you know, and as the songwriter said, as long as I got King Jesus, you know, it's going to be all right. So there are the fluctuations that this, the, the natural man feel, but, but understand something. It doesn't mean you have to act out of character. Now the scripture says, let us make man in our image after his likeness and, and let us have dominion over and let and let them them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth now the original state of our being our likeness was like god that this is the focus that, that we want to be on you know the best of me we were like God in likeness. Uh, every form and fashion of our character was like his. But with that, he gave us dominion over the works of his hand. He spoke. That was the, that's how his hands worked. He spoke. The word went out and it, it, and it went and it performed whatever he, he spoke it to do. Dominion was first given to that which was righteous, that which was holy, 
that which was sanctified. Because when he, remember the word of God says, uh, be holy for I'm holy. Be holy because I'm holy. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So all of those that, you know, um, certainly we know in the movies and, and in real life scenarios, uh, everyone goes to heaven in, in, in the sermon. But the truth is, is that if you're without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That's what the Bible says. And for those that say, well, you know, a little white lie don't hurt uh, anyone or anything. The Bible said a liar shall not tarry in my sight. So if you're a continual liar, you know, there was a skit where this person was, they could never tell the truth. All they would do, and, and some of you may have seen it on, on Saturday Night Live, where the guy would, uh, would lie. He could not tell the truth for nothing. Matter of fact, he wasn't trying to tell the truth. Yeah, he would make up something instantly. And while it seemed hilarious on TV in, at that moment, it's deadly. And people have suffered because of lies. So uh, God made us in his image. That which was, he gave dominion first to that which was righteous, holy, sanctified. What are you today? Are you righteous? Are you holy? Are you sanctified? Now, don't be afraid to say yes. If you, you know that you live in a life according to God's word, you know, don't be afraid to claim it. The more you speak those things, the more you talk to yourself about where you are and who you are, you begin to practice. The Bible says such as a man thinketh, so is he. So it's important that you govern your thoughts. The, the Bible said the, uh, that we should uh, protect our hearts. And so you govern your thoughts and you talk to your, you put yourself in that position. I'm righteous. God made me righteous. The, the scripture tell us, let us make man in our image and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air. God, uh, God created man in his image and in the image of God created he him, male and female. He created them. All the characteristics, and I'm doing my best to, to hold myself from not saying some things because we still have a little ways to go. And not tonight, but you know, I, I want to save and just I want to ponder some things in my heart. But I want you, as well as myself, to, to think on this and meditate that we were created in the likeness of God. Not talking about our hands and feet, you know, and all of that kind of stuff, because we all look at ourselves and, and find humor in the way we look. So we know that God doesn't look um, with all these different uh, Flintstone toes and, uh, you know, and, 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 and long thing, piano fingers and all that kind of stuff. You know, we know that. Uh, but we're talking about the characteristics God created in us, what he instilled, what he placed in us the characteristic of himself. The 28th verse says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the living things that move it upon the earth. You know, I used to joke in, at, at at the church that I grew up in, and I said, you know, that, that the Lord created the fish, red snapper specifically with me in mind. Now, it doesn't matter who had some before it, before I got it, 
but you know, he knew that they would enjoy it too, but he also knew that I would enjoy it a lot. And so it was, I claim that for myself. That's from, that's Carl, you know, you can claim some things too, because he blessed them. The Bible said he blessed us. He blessed us. If no one told you that you was blessed, if you didn't think that you were blessed, maybe there's some things that, that have gone on in your life and you don't feel blessed. You feel overwhelmed. I, I want to tell you that, that you're not alone. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're not alone. There are times that, that if, if people are truthful, they'll tell you that there are times that they have not felt blessed. And then when they sat down and they thought about it and they began to uh, think about and weigh things out, or they begin to move away from the feelings, the feelings dictate uh, another thought and they begin to move away from those feelings. Then they realize how blessed they are. You're blessed. The Lord said you was blessed. Maybe mom didn't say you was blessed. Dad didn't say you was blessed. I never heard my, fam my mom or dad use those words. But I came to realize and, and found out for myself later on at God's appointed time that I am blessed. And so are you. you you're listening right now. I'm telling you, you're blessed. Blessings or being blessed has nothing to do with materialism. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your conscious awareness of who you are and where you are right now. And that is connected with God. That is being in his presence. That is having the awareness of whom, who you are and whose you are. We often use the word blessing. Phrase, uh, you know, blessed and highly favored, you know, because someone preached it and said, you're blessed and highly favored and, you know, uh, high five somebody, and, you know, spin around three times and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. You are blessed and you do have the favor of God because God placed it upon you in the beginning. He did not withdraw his blessing from you. He said, be blessed, be blessed. Be blessed. That's why it's good to tell when you see someone, sometimes it's just good to say, hey, God bless you. Bless somebody. And, and you know, I, I hope they receive it. Some do. I have, have told some, have walked past individuals and said, God bless you. And some did not receive it, but more received it than others. The word blessed implies favor in itself. Blessed is a gift of God. Blessed is his happiness. God is smiling on you. God's intention for you and, uh, you know, compare those intentions that, that you have operated under. God's intention is for you to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Now, we know that, that we have not operated under that characteristic, but as of right now, in this moment, the Bible said, when you come to the light, walk in it. So right now, because I'm enlightened, because I am reminding myself and, and then I'm walking in that. Now, now Brian McKnight, Brian McKnight has a, a song and, and some of you are familiar with it and maybe all of you are familiar, I don't know. But in his song, he says one, back to one, 
a dream come true to be with you you three you are the one four repeat steps one two three five make you fall in love with me uh, you know those are some wonderful words those are some great words and, and, and gentlemen you, you know what to do with those things and you probably are some of you probably already have and some of you will <laughs> you know and, and so but brian mcknight uh expressed many of the words or god expressed many of those words long before brian and others did when he thought of you when he saw the image of you you know that's what we we, we see images and we say oh you know what i had a daydream or i had a night dream when god created male and female now i'm jumping ahead here he was creating an image of himself to be with. When he created and said, let us make them in our image. And so God created man. You're the one, you. That was very specific. And for us to love him willingly, our own will not forced, not robots, not programmed, but by choice. He gave us choice to fall in love with him. God said, behold, I have given you every herb, every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to uh, it shall be meat going to be for me and me and my uh, me and, and dr c we had an interesting conversation on, on sunday about meat what is meat what is not meat what is flesh what is not flesh and i almost went there and talked about fruit having been referred to as meat but i didn't want to fuel him with anything because he'll come back and listen but god gave that to us and every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein is life i've given every herb for meat and it was so now god didn't just promise you the world you know he didn't just promise you the world to give you a gift but he delivered it and god's mind he was delivering something to someone that would inherit it. Yes. Psalms 37 11 says, but the meek shall inherit the earth. Don't you know that when he created male and female, uh, he already, that designing mind, that thoughtful mind was already, was preparing something for your characteristic, the meek that would inherit it. He said the meek is gonna inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. So see, for, for those that are looking for a utopia, no, that utopia is not going to occur. It's too, it's too late. That's not going to happen yet, but it's going to happen. And those that fit, that are back in the characteristic, yeah, you may have stepped out of character. People uh, that are out of character today don't write nobody off because you don't know 
when they're going to step into the character that God is calling them to be, the character in which he designed in the beginning. However, acceptance of this promise is based, meek shall inherit the earth is, the acceptance of this promise is based on the original characteristics of male and female. It is the reapplication of what was mentioned earlier, Leviticus 20 and 7. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. When you look at yourself in the mirror, or the reflection of water, whatever you're looking at yourself in, please don't be driving down the street with the, with the blind down looking in the mirror. But when you do look in a reflection of yourself in a safe place, know that you're very good. Don't think about what someone else told you. Think about what God is saying. You're very good. You're good. And as long as you work with that in your heart, even in a bad day, even when, when the curls won't, you know, you can curl through your hair and it just keep falling out. The humidity is just too great. You know, you'll still feel good. You eventually bounce and spring back to I'm very good. You know, I'm good. You might start the day in a, a wake up feeling a certain way or, or something happened. But by the end, you're going to start thinking about, you know, I'm good. I'm good. That was just a, a hiccup. That was just a speed bump. That was just a, a little pothole that, that, but I'm good because God said, I'm very good. And the evening and the morning was the sixth day. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word, this short exhortation this evening, Lord God. Thank you for all of those that have uh, tuned in to hear your word, Lord, and Lord Jesus, as they embrace it, as they receive it, as they hold on to it, Lord God, we, we look right now for the, the elevation of our spirit, Lord God, that, that sometimes we've walked with hung down heads because we didn't think about how good you really made us to be, Lord God, and you know how we've been raised and the different things that we have experienced in life, but Lord God, thank you for your word and reminding us, Lord God, setting us on the right track, putting us in the right place to know that we are very good because you called us into existence. And when you called us, you said we were very good. Lord God, thank you for the repositioning of our minds, our disposition, Lord God, to know and to understand this and to embrace this. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Words does not express, but thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson saying, be blessed. Continue to, to pray for us as we are praying for you. Bless someone else. Give them and send them to the, to the message and so that they will know that they're good. You know, encourage others and tell your children they're good. You're very good. Speak that life into them. We don't do that enough. Let's do it more. Lord, say the same. We'll be back on Thursday at, at 6 p.m. having a discussion, uh, open discussion. Join in and, 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 and have a discussion with us and uh, be blessed.